Out of it, this you mean? This meeting is being recorded by the host. Or we host. will figure it out. You mean we'll play it live? Wow. Yeah. We're we'll try to play them live or something. <laughs> anyway, speaking of playing things live, let's go ahead and get rolling here so we can get into our big episode 100. I lost my headphones. Ah, I lost Yay. my head. He lost his head. It's rolling down the street. Now that's funny. Well, anyway. Hey, everybody, that is correct. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And we are your hosts on our 100th episode. Now the fireworks here. Let's see. This is the week of October 4th, 2022. Season 2, show 48, episode 100. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. And of course, I'm your host, Keith, and with me are... 100-year-old Terry. Uh, and 100-year-old Jill. Uh, oh, episode, that's right. We <laughs> aged yeah. a lot in the last week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough week. <laughs> well, we uh, could have some interruptions <laughs> from some callers as we go about our show today. Uh, hey, this being October the 4th, two days ago on Sunday, we had a granddaughter who lived to see another trip around the sun. Oh, whose birthday was it? Abigail. Oh. She is a whopping six. Wow. The little baby. They grew up so fast. Uh, <laughs> she's the littlest one? Yeah, she's the littlest one. Uh, the, her... her brother will be eight on his birthday coming up in about three weeks a little less than that now but roughly and then their older sister will be 17 on her birthday wow yeah 17 oh 17 and six yeah i i I relinquished all my birthdays to her so yeah, I'm done having birthdays too because I tell you, although these grandkids when they have them, they make us older too. Uh, <laughs> but that's when I get all my cool toys is on my birthday. Oh, you can have all birthdays you want. <laughs> you can have a birthday every day if you want. Yeah, I don't Always want every more. day. I'm uh, done aging. I'm finished. <laughs> well, I have a, well, it's not funny. Well, I have a couple of little stories to sure. I'm doing this week, whatever, but um. I was uh, trying to get something off of Facebook. I saw something funny on Facebook, and I go, oh, I got to jot that down. So with technology, I, uh, I, hit the, I went to my watch, and I opened the voice recorder, and I hit the record button, and I went to my phone, and I started playing the, the, the what post off of Facebook. And it seemed like my phone just recorded for like a minute. It went, bleep. I'm like, huh, huh, okay. And so then I tried to touch my phone to see, is it still recording? Did it stop? There's the stop button. I hit the stop button. 
and then I just put my hand down and um, got up and flushed the toilet, uh, and I went back to the bed. Get your paperwork all done, everything. Huh? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record this with my picture. Let me go in the other room. So I came into my office area here, and I recorded the message, and I went to bed. I woke up this morning, and my watch is like one percent battery power, and I was like, whoa. And so my watch died before I got out of bed. Uh, oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I checked, and it, it actually did a, a, a recording. Number three was five hours long. <laughs> oh. oh, it recorded you snoring. <laughs> yeah. Five hours of snoring. <laughs> five <laughs> hours of CPAP machine. <laughs> so away. It killed my watch, and so my watch is charging at the moment, but. They recorded for five hours. So you don't even have yeah. to, you know, you might think it's not recording, you know, so. Well, if you touch the bottom and it had a stop button, that means it yeah, is recording. I, I hit it, though. I hit uh. the stop button, but it was still, it was recording. And I was like, huh. yeah. oh, okay. when I want to do it, it doesn't do it. Or when I don't want to do it, it sits there and does that, you know. Hmm. So that's just one of yeah. my. I don't usually have trouble with my voice memo on mine, but. Just you, I guess. I don't use mine a lot on my watch. Then my other kind of. Fish. I don't. I don't use my watch for hardly anything other than tracking my vitals <laughs> and my sleep patterns. <laughs> well, I check my time, but I don't do a lot with my watch. I don't. Monkey well, the thing is, is you could. When you can open it if you. I use the voice memos, you know, to like if you're driving down the road and somebody. Not says, me. Hey, there's a no. sign right there. Call this phone number. Say, okay, well, stop. Tell me the phone number, and I'll take my watch and hit the button and record it. Do you? Yeah. Calling Dick crazy. Calling Dick crazy. But my other story. You know, I, I, I I forget that it can do stuff like that because I just don't use my watch that way. But to me, it's a watch. I tell the time. I can maybe check the weather. But the I agree day. with you. It seems like you should be able to like lift your arm and touch it. Or lift your arm and it just says what time it is. You would think. Be, I, I wish it would. That could be annoying, though, every time you twist your wrist and lift your arm to tell you what time it is all the time. But, yeah, it, I hate the thing. You touch it. It's like, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> well, the, it, I, I like to have a watch face that has the, the moon phases on it. Just because, I don't know, I just like to... By the way, we're in a waxing gibbous moon. In case you want to know, um, <laughs> but you got a wax. It, uh, it'll tell me that. I'll raise my arm. It'll tell me that. But to find a time, I got to swipe a couple of times. It's like you know, it could just tell me the time when I could find the moon stuff later if I want to. <laughs> if you roll over and your pants are down, you got a full moon. Uh, but I was laying in bed and I heard. You know, I have some peppermint dish, and I dropped a couple pieces on the floor. And at four o'clock in the morning uh, yesterday, I woke up and I heard a little scratch, 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 scratch. There was a mouse apparently on the floor chowing down on one of my peppermints. Oh yeah, and shortly after that, that minty fresh mouse breath. Shortly <laughs> after that, my cat pounced off of my headboard and. Started chomping down on that mouse. He wanted to have a minty fresh mouse. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I told my wife, said, so I, I guess there's a dead mouse on your side of the bed. I got to clean up. And I said, I don't think so. <laughs> if yeah. you can't take care of it. Who knows where we're going to find it out. The cat probably carried it somewhere else. Cat <laughs> ate the whole thing. And I, so I said, <laughs> you know, and I, again, I tell Joe, that's why I don't clean my house, you know, because I get on my hands and knees and reach out and you grab hold of the soft, squishy thing and wonder, is this a sock or what is this? Squishy? You sniff it. Or part of a mouse or something. And it, the guts explode everywhere into your hand. And it's like, uh, oh, just give me some rubber gloves. You know, the, gloves. Even though this is gross, it is October and Halloween is coming. So. I know. Yeah, and it even sounds funny to think Terry would get grossed out by something like that. <laughs> no, uh, I, I only have one more thing on my agenda to mention. You know, last week I talked about having my fish paste treatment on my foot and the cat mm-hmm. sniffing it. <laughs> well, apparently this, you know, after, after we recorded, I went to my doctor last week and he, of course they did. They, they, they crammed in some more fish paste, but now I also have some lamb paste in there. <laughs> so it's not only will I have fins and scales, I'll have like fur, uh, fluffy fur and hooves, I guess. <laughs> that's weird that all these animal pastes whatever it's made out of these animals however they do it i don't know add a little salt and pepper some potatoes and carrots make a stew yeah. stick my foot into it <laughs> <laughs> weird technology we're going from yeah, high tech back to low tech pick a sheep step on a fish all right well my odd thing that i did this week was i uh, uh I tell Terry we watched Monsters. They made a new movie of the old black and white show. It's like a prequel to the show. Yeah, it's like how they met uh, Lily and Herman, and they don't have their little Eddie. But uh, it tells how they got Spot. They do it the right way. (laughs) Tells how they got Spot, the dinosaur dragon, whatever, under the steps. And uh, the grandpa was funny because he was looking at a play ghoul magazine huh. and george said they showed the picture of the centerfold and this play ghoul magazine and her guts were hanging out oh play uh, ghoul oh, sorry. yeah that's for the centerfold uh, yeah the centerfold instead of something else hanging out i didn't see didn't say even the describer didn't say that george told me that it was well, a centerfold and her guts were hanging out that were that reminds me of, remember the creep show? I think HBO used to have a creep show yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. There was one episode where they was going to hire these models. They found the prettiest models. And what they're going to be modeling is an autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> Da-da-da! Anyway, I don't need to interrupt you there. <laughs> now, that was pretty funny, the movie. If you get a chance, you'll have to watch it or listen to it. Yeah. On Sam Saratech. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So Maybe. anybody that has Netflix. Well, yeah, but it's on Saro too. You know, yeah, but I know. I, you told me. The thing is, is on Saro, it's all descriptive. Yeah, it was descriptive on on Netflix too. Well, yeah, but I'm saying some of their stuff isn't. You know, they were talking about that on Apple Viz podcast that I listened to this last one. You know, every movie that you get on Saro has descriptive audio. You know, but Anyway, right. That's, the, that's the purpose of it is to have the audio track. Yeah, yeah but I've watched a couple where it says, you know, this this show is not described or this episode 
I think it was. Yeah, there's some that there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't go like... there as often as I used to. So, um, yeah. When I don't you, know why it does. You're that, watching I a TV it... series. You know, some yeah. might be described and say this one's not described. It's like, oh man. Uh, let me just skip over this episode. Yeah, because I, I thought the purpose <laughs> of people posting those is so that, like, you know, people buy like a DVD and it has the audio track and they'll upload it to share with the blind community. So it's like, what's what's the purpose of doing that? Unless the the show itself, like, say it's a documentary, which is often pretty descriptive anyway, then I can see not doing it, but. Here's the film footage of a Charlie Chaplin silent movie. Those scripts available. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that would be no fun to watch. <laughs> well, hey, uh, as we get ready to transition, I do have uh, something for our 100th uh, episode here. Um, we have a poem that was submitted. This is sent in by someone named Robin. I wonder who that would be. I don't know. It says, today is your 100th show. I must say, way to go. You've shared fun facts and odd news. You've told a dad joke or two. Um, You've tried to make us smarter by sharing words old and new. Jill could help us spell them, too. You help give people knowledge on how to use all the new techie things that blind people do. So hats off to you all, all the things that you do. May people learn from you and call in too. Wow, somebody was really creative with their writing. (laughs) A poem. A poem. Cool. Yeah, that's your brother. I was calling to leave a message if you want to use it on That Sounds Funny. You know, I was walking home last night. I got mugged by a thief. He pointed his knife at me. said, your money or your life. I told him, I said, I'm married. I don't have any money. I don't have a life. And then we hugged and cried, and it was just a beautiful moment. So thought I'd leave that for you if you wanted to use it. Later. All right. So what happens now? So as we have read that, it is time to... uh transition into our random topic and i need to have a spinner be spun yeah spin the wheel it's two 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 number two which reminds me of a uh joke that was posted on Facebook yesterday about poop jokes are not my favorite, but they're a solid number two. Yeah. I think I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. I borrowed that off of a Twitter dude. 
Uh, now I gotta find my. Oh, let's see. That would be an icebreaker question. And uh, for our icebreaker questions. If you could have someone follow you all around all the time, like a personal assistant, what would you have them do? Mm. You have your very own personal assistant at your beck and call all the time. Well, I'd have them clean up all my messes. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a a thing. Yeah. I get my dry cleaning, get my food from McDonald's. Wow. Yeah, well, they well, could cook and clean. Yeah, cleaning would be a thing. Um, Wait for it, us. Drive, drive me around. <laughs> driving would would be a thing. Making a, an errand or taking you somewhere. Sure. Uh, occasionally reading something because you get stuff once in a while where there's no reading. Or you get a brand new delivery from your Amazon order, and it's like, okay, how do we use this now? <laughs> Can you read me the the box? So what's in this? I don't want to throw it yeah. It's important. Uh, that kind of thing. I usually need somebody to like find a, a wire like on my desk. Like it, it, I got to plug in a USB d- device. Somebody find a loose <laughs> open slot for it or something. That's often helpful. Yep. But the bulk of the time, I mean, my computer does its own reading, so there'll be very little of that. But but mostly handwritten stuff, you know. Yeah. Labels on clothes and things like that. I got a new dress for the wedding, uh, my son's wedding, that hasn't been washed yet because I can't get my husband to read the label how to Wash it? Uh, Does it need to be dry cleaned? Yeah, you got to rinse that soda out of it. Soda spilled on it, so I need to get it washed. But he's so, like, I don't know. I'm like, there's a tag. So what you do is you throw it against the wall and kept let rubbing it my leg. I know it's there. <laughs> you throw it against the wall and let it stick, so it's right there yeah. in front of his face. Read this label. <laughs> I think we did this one before. Who was your childhood actor slash actress crush? Childhood. Huh. Donnie Osmond, I think. Uh, I thought I was going to say like Scott Bayo or something. Yeah. Uh, well, they're both still out there. They're both much older. Yeah. <laughs> your childhood, you know. Little kid or teenage kid? Well, childhood. <laughs> they, they could run the range from, you know, say age six to age eight. Uh, uh, yeah, we had this one before because you guys had no, you said poster in the Fawcett bedroom. Posters, like, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, we, like, we definitely had the Farrah Fawcett and the red swimsuit. <coughs> so did everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but I don't know. There's. Go ahead. Margaret besides her would be like, I don't know, um, maybe Wonder Woman. Oh, well, they, you know, they they had a lot of, you know, good actors and actresses back in the day. They were, you know, made it all the Tiger Beat magazines and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to really, 
say I had a crush on anyone in particular, but you know, there was a bunch. I don't of remember very many there. girls that were you know you could have a crush on other than maybe the I can't even remember her name now, the older sister on the Partridge family, or somebody like Cindy well, Brady or something. Yeah, Cindy <laughs> One of the Brady. Bradys. Yeah. Any of the Bradys. And when you watch my reruns, it depends on how old you were when you watch reruns. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Do you have any crazy roommate stories? I don't know if that means crazy stories about a roommate or stories about a crazy roommate. I guess it's up to you to decide. Mm. I don't know if I've ever had a roommate. Yeah, I was going to say the only roommate I had is my husband. <laughs> uh. He's a crazy roommate, all right. He's a yeah. crazy roommate. <laughs> I've had lots of roommates. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the military, you guys probably had roommates. Didn't you have like a, was it like Let's an see. apartment or was... all a bunch of guys lived together? When I moved out of the house I, for a short period of time, a couple of months, I lived in a little apartment. So there wasn't no roommates. It was just like one bed, one dresser, <laughs> <laughs> bathroom down the hall kind of a thing. Wasn't no roommates. I guess it was it was like a whole house full of roommates, uh, but they weren't really roommates per se. Flat house, <laughs> and it could have been, but it wasn't. It was just a bunch of college kids living there. And then I went to boot camp, and he had a bunch of roommates there with all shaved heads <laughs> and the guys with the smoky bear hats. And, uh, if that stuff counts, then I guess I've had plenty, but I don't really count that. <laughs> I had a roommate uh, in El Paso. I was able to, I came back from Germany and I was able to, oh, I can live off post. So uh, I had an apartment. I got a two bedroom apartment um, for a different reason. And so then, but I still had to keep an appearance in the barracks. I had to keep a room and everything in the barracks. So I was living off post and a guy who came from Germany he was in my unit in Germany. He came to our unit there. And he says, uh, can I come stay at your apartment? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, he, he'd had a, he was getting ready to have a hernia operation. And, 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 you know, prior to the hernia operation, they have to shave you <clears throat> down there. And so he's like, but they're going to shave you. And I, all the guys, you know, we the showers you took, you know, communal showers. Everybody had showered, you know. Yeah, you like a big locker room kind of a shower. So he was he would be embarrassed and people making fun of him because you know no hair down there. And uh, I'd let him stay for a couple of weeks, but that was you know crazy. He had no star on bars. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> crazy stuff. Crazy. Well, we'll do one more. <laughs> What's the craziest thing on your bucket list? I'm not sure if we had that one before. I'm not sure, but I know everybody tells me I'm crazy. I want to go parachuting. That's one of the crazy things I would like to do. Um, I, I, I would have mixed feelings about that. Um, or zip lining. That's something that I'd like to do. You know, I, I suppose uh, because if you're like a first time parachute jumper you're going to go with like a buddy in free falls you're going to be like strapped to somebody to pull your ripcord right. in that aspect yeah sure but to just 
to do it on your own. He's like, wonder where the ground's they, at. Wonder where the ground's at. I don't think they'd let you do that unless you're an expert. You don't think they'd let me take a guide dog either, do you? <laughs> well, see, that that would be better because you would know when you were close to the ground because the leash would go slack. <laughs> yeah, I w- I'm sure I would have to buddy jump with somebody. I just have never done it, so I thought it would be yeah, I, I've, I've never been one to have a bucket list per se. I, I've not made it a priority. I just you know, live until I die. Yeah. Uh, Something fun and exciting. That sounds fun and exciting um, to me. That's what a bucket I don't list know if means. I have one, but I can have something that was something that I've done that I've only done twice, and I'd like to do it again if I'm still alive. But on Saturday, October first, I went to my 40th class reunion. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, that, was, that was fun. But you, you, you'll have to share some stories about that next week. <laughs> I'll forget by then. Yeah. <laughs> Write them down. Let's see. Don't forget. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't have anything crazy or spectacular. It's like, you know, I wouldn't mind doing some traveling and drive across the country. Well, of course, riding while my wife drives across the country, um, visiting places, but or that, I mean, I don't really have a lot of crazy stuff on there. But anyway, there's some uh, ask the host anything type of icebreaker questions. Oh, someone calling you, they are. Answer it, you will. Or who it is, you will not know. <laughs> This is Darth Vader. I heard from Baby Yoda. He told me to tell you congratulations on your 100th episode. Keep it up. Or I'll have to take you to the dark side. Congratulations. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Darth Vader. <laughs> a message from a galaxy far away. Yeah. <laughs> long ago and far away. I knew our yeah. podcast went worldwide. I didn't know it went all across the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, galaxy-wide. Who knew? Um, you know, I think oh. I might. Now playing voicemail. Box number. Four zero one seven five three four four eight four zero seconds. Hey, I just wanted to call and say congrats on your hundredth episode. How exciting! You guys are doing great. Six seconds. Oh. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So yeah, it's time for news, though. News. Odd news. Well. <clears throat> I had a story. <laughs> I lost it. It's a dead story. It died. Um, remember that squirrel I did a story about? They had the zip tie around it, and yeah, they cut it loose, but they nicknamed it Zippy. Well, um, Um, a 
this there was a squirrel that um, was a stowaway on a ship. <coughs> Excuse me. From uh, he got, he was a stowaway on a ship from India to Scotland, and the crew and everybody kept hearing scratchy stuff, you know, on the ship, you know, and and they didn't know what it was, and they finally they you know found that there was a squirrel running around on the ship, and they couldn't figure out where it came from, hmm. and so they they would feed it different scraps and more or less kind of wanted to turn it into a pet (laughs) (laughs) on its long slow journey apparently the ship's mascot from it was it took uh is it stowed away on the boat from india a northeast wildlife center in scotland uh well, from India it was captured by the crew members, mm. and the on the Deep Explorer on its three-week journey. From they caught it finally. It was a three-week journey, and they finally caught the squirrel three days before they landed in port. Hmm. And because he was so fast and wouldn't come to him, they had nicknamed the squirrel Zippy, and so. Um, oh, it's so fast. I think it's so fat. They, they fed him so much on the cruise. He gained <laughs> he so much so... weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were feeding him grapes and crackers. Nuts. <laughs> and he is yeah. faster than fast, and it was hard for them to catch him. It was a brown fox. A free. It was. Oh, hold on. A three bandit squirrel is what it's known as. Three bandit, three bandit huh? Yeah, I know. Three, huh. three banditos, I guess. I couldn't <laughs> catch that sucker, you know. But, All right. Wow. But you got something, Jill? I do. I got a story about a blind skateboarder in Michigan. He went, I don't know for sure what a 50-50 grind is, but he broke the world record. He went 22 feet, five inches on a level bar, I think it says. I'm picturing like a handrail. Oh, yeah. He's from Michigan. Uh, I know what a bump and grind is. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Dan- skateboarding. <laughs> Daniel Mancina, he's 35. He started skateboarding when he was 13, but he was diagnosed that same year with RP, retinitis pigmentosa. Um, and of course, that's an eye disease that gradually takes away your vision. And so he quit skateboarding because it wasn't, he didn't feel safe doing it, but he took it up again later in life. And he actually skateboards with his white cane. Oh, wow. Using it, you know, in front of him, like we do when we're walking. You got to find where that rail is so you don't (laughs) catch it in the gut. Yeah. Well, he says (laughs) he goes out before he skates board, like, I guess it's skateboard parks to just 
walk around at first with this cane to get the idea of how big it is and how right. things are laid out. But then he does use this white cane sometimes. I thought he might use it to balance like people on uh, yeah, light like, ropes. He's like the, the daredevil. Yeah. yeah. Daredevil on a skateboard. But uh, he does different tricks. I don't know all the different ones he does, but he says he'll do one for a while. He'll get tired of it and switch and do a different one. Yeah. He likes the flat bars the best. You, you do it until you master it and move on along. Yeah. Sure. And it's weird because he's, the, of course, made it into the world records as one of the, you know, blind skateboarder. Doesn't seem like he'd have a lot of competition. Yeah. And a lot of us are brave enough to want to go out <laughs> skateboard yeah. blind. Maybe roller skate. Not yeah, he, yeah it, it's good he had some eyesight when he got started because I don't know how you would how you do that if you, if you never saw what a skateboard trick looked like. How would you describe somebody? Can you kick your board this way and you jump over there, do a handstand here? <laughs> right. Or whatever the trick might be. Wow. Right. That was kind of different, but that's all there was to that story. So, I I know lately, uh, Jill's had a story about some lost reptiles, and Terry's had a story last week, I think, about some lost reptiles. Well, found alligator, drugs, money, but no tiger. <laughs> An Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, Alligator, drugs, guns, and money were seized during a raid in two homes in Albuquerque, but New Mexico wildlife officials have said Saturday they are still searching for a young tiger that they believed is being kept as an illegal pet. Hmm. Or I guess kept illegally as a pet. <laughs> you illegal pet. No pets are illegal. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, investigators think that the tiger is still with someone in New Mexico, possibly a nearby state. Um, the animal was believed to be less than one year old and weigh under 60 pounds. Oh, he's a little uh, kitty cat. Yeah, <laughs> little kitten, tiger. <laughs> but they can grow up to be 600 pounds. Wow. Um, so... Uh, Large meat-eating alligators, such as tigers and alligators, are a danger to the public, the Wildlife Commission says. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it'd be kind of dry in Arizona for an alligator, but maybe the guy has a pool for him. But, uh, <laughs> it goes on to give a lot more details about the drugs that were seized and the alligators that were seized, but yeah, weird. <laughs> Wow. I wonder if the guy that took them was given the alligator and the tiger the drugs? Or were they like watchdogs of nobody well, would get Well, you know, drugs? New Mexico is right there along the border. Maybe some of those illegal immigrants had a pet tiger they brought across. So that, that way, it kept the coyotes away so they wouldn't bug them. They wouldn't harass <laughs> them on their long walk. Coyotes. Uh, human coyotes yeah. as well as animal coyotes. <laughs> yeah, well... That's also a slang term. People who smuggle people across the border are also called coyotes. Yeah, so I met human coyotes. Yeah. For the people out there who haven't never lived down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the prominence of our open border these days, I'm sure people are more and more familiar with that term. 
as well as things like cartel and things like that. Anyway, enough of that. Moving on along to Harry. Do you guys yeah. keep up with baseball with like Albert Pujols is hitting what 700 home runs? Yeah, he's up, three he's up now. over 700 now. Yeah. Well, I had this story here. Is uh, in There's a German martial artist who has broken the world record. His nickname is called Hammer Hands. But he has <laughs> broke 68 baseball bats in one minute. Oh, wow. With his bare hands. Rawr. Bare. <laughs> rawr. No <laughs> balls in... in- in there. I, I wonder if he does that that, that what that hand dancing with, with his hammer hands. <laughs> yeah. He 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 was in Milan, Italy, showing off uh, when he achieved that goal, um, and he did sixty eight bats in one minute. He he broke the world's record also at the same time and another. You know, like another, he did that, then went on to do another thing where he smashed six coconuts with his bare hands. In oh. And okay, I wonder if the baseball bats were wood or aluminum. Ah. Ah. <laughs> so, him for a loop, <laughs> cling. Hey, you're cheating. Well, wait a minute, he he he. He broke the title of doing 147 coconuts, but it, it says in the time limit, but it doesn't say what the time limit was, but he did six of them in a minute. So I don't know, hmm. but it doesn't say what time. It just says in the time limit, back to top. Anyway. <laughs> well, maybe he, he averaged six per minute as he did the 140. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> That's what I got there. You got another one, Jill? I sure do. Haven't we all wanted to go to Hawaii? Yeah. Well, here's a way we can oh, get there. <laughs> you yeah. can go by kayak now. <laughs> all right. It only took him 91 days, this guy, to what? go from California to Hawaii. I saw the headline, but I didn't read the article. <laughs> wow. You know, it didn't say how far it was, so if you know how many miles it is from California it, to a, Hawaii. It's about as far from California to Hawaii as it is from California to New York. Wow. That's it's, pretty it's far. Not, not close. There's like a couple time zones in between. <laughs> this guy's name is Suru Deramox, I think. I probably totally butchered that name, but... Which is Japanese for a crazy man. (laughs) He's 46 (laughs) years old. And he's the second man ever to try um, going this route, you know, with a kayak. Um, Somebody, he tried last year, but he ended up being rescued because of the weather was getting too bad. The weather started getting... (laughs) Yes. He eats like 4,000 calories a day to make sure that he has enough energy to pedal. He pedals this kayak. Oh, pedal is what they said, but I don't know if they meant paddle. Well, you paddle a kayak. It's not a pedal boat. That's what I was thinking, too. 
Um, and he gets lots just... of rest at night. And this, it sounds to me like this could be a larger kayak, though, because if you're going to have your food and everything on there. Right. It's, it's probably like a, a long place. It, it probably maybe had outrigger on the side, like the Hawaiian canoes do. Yeah. I'm just guessing that would make a lot of sense. I'm sure there was somebody close by in a boat. Yeah, there's probably a safety vessel nearby. Yeah. And then the guy that did it before him was Ed Chalet, was the first person to ever make it there. This other guy's the second person to ever try this crazy feat and made it. But yeah, like you said, there's probably a lot of uh, people, other ships around just watching and making sure he's safe. Uh Now, I know there's Hawaiian guys who will paddle the canoe in between the Hawaiian islands, like going from, you know, Oahu to Honolulu or something. They'll actually paddle that way, but that's not nearly <laughs> the distance. Right. I wonder how far those islands are apart from each other. They're far enough. I don't know, but they're they're more doable than thousands of miles, I see. Holy cow. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, airplane with the... let's see. I have a story here. Uh, Germans poke fun at far-right political party's phallic candy. <laughs> um, let's see. Berlin, Germany. A far-right party in Germany is being mocked online for planning to offer voters soft candies that bear a striking resemblance to a dildo. <laughs> um, Alternative for Germany is the name of the party. They'd ordered the red gummy treats in the shape of its party logo, which is a swoosh-like arrow to hand out during the election campaign in Lower Saxony State, where a regional election is set for oh, this week, October 9th. Uh, a picture of the candies has been tweeted uh, their Spiegel, a German, I guess, newspaper. It drew tens of thousands of likes, numerous mirthful comments, many of them below with the belt. Uh, and of course, I'm pretty sure the article has a picture of the uh, the penis-shaped candy. <laughs> that would be awkward. We, we happen to chose the symbol of a, you know what, for our mascot. Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, screw the people. Ah. Well, who knows? <laughs> anyway. Well, I have a story that consists of water and I hear the sirens going off. It consists of water. And maybe some uh, adult, some rubber <laughs> and well, uh, water balloons. Um, our buddy David Rush in Idaho, Idaho has a r- world record of popping. Um, he did twenty six water balloons in his armpits. Oh. He popped them in his armpits? Yep. 
<laughs> Okie dokie. I guess you got to pop them somehow. <laughs> it's like a nutcracker, only it's like a water balloon cracker. And so he popped them in a minute. And of course, he's um, got over 250 world records in, to help support the raise money to help support stem cell research stuff. Um, he first attempted it in 2019, but he only did 25 balloons huh. and he uh, he decided that his latest attempt, he would he would try a different position and he did the 26 balloons upside down. <laughs> All right. He was hanging upside down. Hang it by his ankles. Give me a balloon. Pop. Mm-hmm. That's a special skill right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody now, need some balloons popped? Here's your man. It doesn't say um, if he had assistance, <laughs> but I would think that he would. Here, give me another balloon. Give me another balloon. You know, does somebody like lay it in his armpits and he just goes flat? Lay it in flat. Lay it in flat. You know, you know that's very in his armpits. <laughs> but then that man uh, needs to get a life. <laughs> can you hold on to the water balloon while you're squishing it? I don't know. You know, it's like it doesn't say. You know, maybe he has a Brillo pad in his armpit <laughs> to poke it. There you go. <laughs> His he armpit just, hairs are really poking. Yeah, he doesn't shave he his armpits, and they're like really yeah. woolly and br- br- bristly. <laughs> oh, he must have shaved it. Then they were like sharp, br- you know, bristly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, you got any more, Joe? I got one. No, oh, I missed it. my two. <laughs> well, uh, you, you know, uh, we talked about flipper and dolphins last week. And do you remember back, I think it was back in the 60s, they had that movie where these people had an underwater house. He had like yeah. dive under the water and they lived under the water. Well, yep. apparently in Panama, uh, they have something like that. A futuristic oceanfront home goes sideways. Uh, in Panama, the unveiling of a futuristic luxury model home on uh, Panama's Caribbean coast. That's where I used to live. It tanked Thursday when the prototype of shifted on, on its column on an adjacent dock. I don't know what that means. Or that they probably had to, you know, it, it sounds like a, like the Jetsons house where it's up on stilts. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the columns supporting it shifted and it made it tip over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's supposed to be a, a futuristic house. Looks like a UFO. It's round, has a lot of glass, overlooks the ocean. Uh, very ritzy and futuristic and and then it had a word problem like that <laughs> might be something for like if there's a hurricane might be nice to have something like that you could just sit in your house and let the wind blow yeah. all around you yeah just watch the waves come up and go down and watch the yeah. that could be interesting <laughs> you know this is kind of Something I heard about in the last day or two with all the hurricanes down there in Florida, Hurricane Ian. For people of the future, time reference. Uh, there's a town down there that is entirely solar panel. So they, whenever other towns are going off the energy grid, their town has stayed up with, with uh, energy and electricity. 
and they they've built it on a hill so that it's the, the, the uh, hurricane waves can't get to them and all the houses in the town have have to be passed a strict building code to to withstand like a hundred and something mile an hour winds. Wind, basically, wow. <laughs> Blew basically a category three or four hurricane. And so there's a write up on that. The, the one town that survived, even though the brunt of the storm went through. Wow. Of, anyway, this extra one I just happened to hear, hear about. Um, I have a story. It takes place in Belgium. 298 people do a record-breaking cannonball into a swimming pool. Yeah. All at once? <laughs> yeah, all at once. And it made a hurricane. No, <laughs> and all the water went out and sprinkled <laughs> the water. You watered the grass. <laughs> and uh, look, the pool's empty. And uh, it was at a Belgium resort, and they were celebrating their ten-year uh, anniversary. Two hundred ninety-eight people. It was an Olympic-sized swimming pool, <laughs> and there was. Well, I have said well, 298. They couldn't have made that a bigger, you know. You know, well, 345 300? people. <laughs> yeah. 345 people attempted it, but you had to with Guinness. You had to hold the the exact proper cannonball positioning, squatted down with your hands wrapped around your knees, and holding that position all the way to into the water. Into the oh. bottom of the. Some of the people didn't. The, uh, yeah, they can be, be picky about the Guinness record sometimes. Yeah, you know, and I would think that they would do. You know, maybe they they you would have to do it all at the same time because you'd think doing it one at a time. You, there's a time limit, you know, and it's like you know, within right? Everyone stand around the edge. One, two, three, jump. You know, yeah. And that way, then they look at the footage and go, "Oh, there's one. He didn't do it. Oh, they didn't do it. You know, whatever." Yeah, but they still broke a record at 298. Cannonballers. Cool. I was thinking about my poor little pool out there. It's twenty-four feet. I'm like, you should try that. Get a bunch of neighborhood (laughs) kids around. Do cannonballs, everybody. I have a deck now that goes halfway around my pool, so that's twelve foot. We have, you know, that many people doing it. No, have squirrels do it. That'd be more fun. (laughs) Yeah. Have your cat chase the mice into it. Bloop, 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 I have to. Bloop, I have bloop. to put a gate. I have to put a gate at the top of my new staircase, though, so no alligators come up and get in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's time to move into our next segment. But hey, do we have our phone call or what? I. Uh, I think. Uh, um. I think I got a, well, my, 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 yeah, my phone wants to say something. This is transgender. Siri, congratulations on your 100th episode of your podcast. That sounds funny. Keep up the good work. That was transgender Siri. <laughs> yeah, transgender Siri. Oh, our show is going trans. Oh. 
Well, let's see if I have another one. Yeah, it's called to see if you know why procrastination is so good. You always have something to do tomorrow and nothing to do today. Well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, there's that, which uh, signals the time for Jill and her wonderful weird words. Weird words, and I only have a hundred of them for you guys today. So this a hundred words. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually found a shorter list because I know Terry had a longer top ten list. So actually, yeah. mine's only got seven odd things you can study for at college. Everybody, shut up! Oh. Obscure words for study. Like African lesbian poetry. (laughs) I'm supposed that could be one, but that's not one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Our first one is cryptozoology. (laughs) Would you like me to spell it? Cryptozoology. Crypto is like dead stuff, right? Dead animals? (laughs) <laughs> cryptozoology this is something you can study for at college so. that's that's uh that's uh superman's dog from crypto oh, yeah, crypto. yeah superman's dog yeah, animals from krypton <laughs> oh no well. <laughs> no that's not right but <laughs> there's an online study of animals well, you yeah. have part of it sort of like, right. You use cryptocurrency to pay for the class. Yeah. Oh, that'd be neat if you could do that. This is actually studying of hidden animals like Sasquatch, Bigfoot, oh. Loch Ness Monster. Okay. Fake monsters. Unicorns and Pegasus. Yeah, things like that, <laughs> fake monsters. Mythological. Secret or hidden. Crypto means secret or hidden. Yeah. And zoology. You can it's study the biology all about those. that studies animals. Yeah. So that's one of the so, things. So what if would you, you get if you crossed it? If you crossed a Pegasus with a unicorn, I don't know. Let's try it in class. You want to go to college and need something really strange to study? Go for cryptology. Cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. Let's see. Our next one is... (laughs) Echo astronomy. What kind of astronomy? Echo. Echo. Echo, echo. Stars, st- stars that yodel and it echoes off of the, the mountainous galaxies. It's ECO <laughs> is how it starts. Echo astronomy. Yeah. Like echolocation is, you know, navigating from the echoes. Oh, that's uh, an odd one. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure it has to do with the sounds that stars make. 
Um, yeah. Well, so you have they... to go to the, the uh, college in New Hampshire to get this degree. And you learn about all the celebrities who get on social media and they whine about how horrible their politics are and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of noisy stars. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this word here means if you can't write in the proper way, if you don't know how to conjugate, it's it's an innovative approach to study food, food community. Uh, I mean, it goes from growing the plant to cooking to any kind of food study. I don't know why they don't call it chef or garden or. Yeah, or gourmet food or something. Yeah. Yeah, I guess echo would be like like economy, echo, whatever it was, allergy. The science yeah. of science of good eating. So I mean it just covers everything. Well, I was in Echo Two Four before. That was the name of our company. Well, you know, uh, good good eating with like, you know, butterfingers and M and M's and yeah. Good eating ice cream. Mm. <laughs> maybe you flunked that class And maybe now you find That people mock you on Our next word is Ethnobot Eth- Hold on, let me get this Ethnobotany Ethnobotany <laughs> Ethnobotomy? Yeah <laughs> it is, You're so racist, you have a lobotomy To have that part of your brain taken out Ethnolobotomy <laughs> Um, well, ethno has to do with people or, you know. People who don't have any butts. <laughs> no, no bottom. No bottom. <laughs> people with yeah. no bottoms. It's like those insects on your face last week. They can't poop. <laughs> people who can't poop. People who are kind or of. Waxing moons. <laughs> well, waxing my uh, moon. So it can be full pretty soon. <laughs> This this word this is actually the Okay now here's the deal I'll try to educate you gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature study of study of a region's plants and how they're used uh, with the people. Um in religions or aspects of daily life, how people use the plants in their area. Yeah, like you use like a straw to weave. Ethno does mean people or or race. Yeah. You use vines and make your huts with on Gilligan's Island. Botomy is the part of the plant. The branch of biology dealing with plant life. And you have to go to the University of Alaska in Fairbanks to pick up this um, degree. Wonder how the polar bears use their plants to make stuff with. <laughs> <laughs> and our next odds uh, course you can take is farrier science. You learn the definitions of nouns and prepositions. Literacy is your mission, and that's why I think it's a good Farrier science. Mm-hmm. That's where you study people in San Francisco, all those fairies and stuff. <laughs> I was figuring you would say something to do with 
ferry boats. <laughs> well, it, it could be that Fer- ferris is like iron, so maybe it has the science of working with iron. I don't know. <laughs> I knew this whenever they said it because one of my daughters knew uh, somebody that actually studied this. <laughs> oh. And how about they're gainfully employed in that field, too, huh? And they were, yeah. <laughs> but this word, this... Uh... Learn some grammar. Now did I stammer? Work on that grammar. You should know I don't remember if it tells us where you have to go to school for this, but it teaches you how to shoe horses. And oh. equine biology, anything oh, you need okay. to know about horses. Yeah, well, I, I would call that a blacksmith. <laughs> yeah, you're going to shoe a horse. Who knew you had to get a college degree these days to become a blacksmith? Wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it had something to do with iron, farrier, farrier, whatever. Yeah, yeah whenever um, this daughter of mine was dating this guy, and she told us he was a farrier, and I was like, he's a what? <laughs> <laughs> so she had to explain to us about it was horseshoeing. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, a different. furrier w- would work with like animal furs and pelts and stuff, but a farrier ah. would be like working with iron. Yeah, makes sense. Our next word is gerontology. That's for old people, gerontology. You got that right. The study of take my geritol one a day pills. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's the study of aging. Like I could care less. That means you do care. And And I forgot what bookmark that was. It was a bookmark in Washington, D.C., 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. Piano pedagogy is our next word. You better slow down and use the right pronoun. Hey, hey, Show the world you're no clown. Why? <laughs> Piano pedagogy. Piano pedagogy. Wow. Something uh, like that. Learning to play the piano, I guess. Oh. Well, you got it half right. It's actually. The study of teaching piano. So if you've got to learn how to play it first, you would think. So once you learn it, then piano pedagogy is teaching. Study of the teaching. I got to study how to teach it so I can teach it so you can learn it so you can study it and you can teach it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Yeah, covers the art and profession of teaching piano. That's weird. Our next word is as a possessive. It's a contraction. What's a contraction? Viticulture. Viticulture. V i t i v u l t. Our culture, yeah, yeah, studying the culture of Eddies, whatever those are, <laughs> vegetables, <Vitamins. laughs> vegetable culture, veteran culture. 
I don't know, whatever, I don't know what a veti would be. <laughs> but it's their culture. It's their ethnicity. <laughs> it's their lifestyle. Oh, come on now. Get over the spelling of it again. Okay, now here's some notes. Syntax, you're always dangling. No X in espresso. Your part of simple's dangling. R-E. This is the study of great cultivation. Of what cultivation? <laughs> of great cultivation. That's what it's All right. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, mate, it's winemaking. Oh, wine. Oh, okay. So you can get a degree in that. You can learn how to wine it, people. That's funny because the way, you know, our phones say it, it was Winna, winna, winna making, and I was like, winna uh, making. <laughs> yeah, winna so making. Yeah, yeah. Well, like a vintner is a fancy name for someone who, like, is a farmer at a vineyard. Oh, yeah. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, wine and wine making is what that's the study of. You would think it would be not the V I T; it'd be a V I N. Well, yeah, you would think. Viniculture, (laughs) vine culture. But you have to have a degree for that. There was only seven odd things you can study for. I'm sure there's more out there. Oh, I bet. Go back to preschool. Get out of the gene pool. That was all there was. At, at least those have some kind of practical use. I mean, learning how to grow a vineyard, learning how to shoe horses. It's not like there's a lot of widespread use for that, but hey. Yep. As I knew Terry had a longer top 10 list, so I tried to keep no, those short let's do so that. it evens out. Now playing voicemail. Box number 401-753-4800. If losing weight was as easy as losing my keys, I would Six be seconds. Hi, I'm Landon, and you're listening to That Sounds Funny. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny, Grandpa. <laughs> I lost it. I can't find it. Top 10. You, you don't, don't have, have your list? Your list? Right. I got, I got some... Top ten list, but I can't find out one. Yeah, we're we're, we're listless. Uh, oh, no. What we do? Uh, I have one. Listless. I have one. Well, let's let's go ahead and do that one. Whatever you got. Seven. Do we need to spin a wheel for you? Yeah. Ten curious origins of popular idioms. Idioms. Idioms, figures of speech. <laughs> I can't find my top 20, so it's gone. It's a... it, It'll be a bonus for like Halloween or Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> okay. 20 things um, to be thankful for. Terry Stapleton list. <laughs> yeah, top 10. I got two top 10s we can do. <laughs> 
Okay, number 10, bury the hatchet. All right. To end a disagreement and become friends again. Yeah. That goes all the way back to when the Native American Indians, indigenous people, were here. And after a battle, they would take their axes and they would bury them to signify peace. Yeah, that's right. I heard about that before. Yeah. And number nine. Jumping the shark. <laughs> Jumping the shark. That comes from Happy Days to Fines. Yeah. It, it, it refers to a part of a TV show or movie when the show is going on and on and they try to do something exciting <laughs> to make it better. It started in the 1977 episode of Happy Days when Fonzie was going to jump over the sharks on water. Yeah, it's whenever the show is wildly popular and they do some kind of a stunt hoping to really make it spectacular and it, and it bombs and it pretty much ends the show. Oh. The, the episode was Fonzie's supposed to jump his motorcycle over a tank that has a live shark in it, which he does do, but it, it's kind of a letdown. <laughs> I don't remember how big that tank was. I mean, it may be like my swimming pool, 24 feet. That's not a big jump. Something but... like that. It was, big, it was big enough to hold a shark in it, but not too big for him to swim around him. Right. Um, number Number eight. A peeping Tom. Yeah, Lady Godiva. How did you know? <laughs> All the way back to Lady, the 11th century, Lady Godiva was riding her horse. Everybody said, don't look. And one guy looked. And said, don't look, Ethel. Don't look, Ethel. And one Do guy they, did, you already got a free shot. His name was Tom, and then they caught everybody peeping Tom. Yeah, she was supposed to make some kind of a protest, and she was going to ride through the streets naked. But to keep her modesty, they told everybody to, to close your shutters and not look, except for Tom, who did not get the email. <laughs> <laughs> what about the saying, close but no cigar? Ah, sounds like a, a carnival event to me. What do you think, Jill? <laughs> uh, close, but they always uh, Keith, uh, Keith, something Keith. to do with battle because they always say Keith is right. It goes uh, all back to the the time of the World's Fair. There was carnival games, and they would give out adult prizes. If you won, you could get a cigar. If you didn't, you were close, but no cigar. Huh. Yeah, it's like when you had the big hammer and you ring the bell, you beat it, and the thing goes way up and almost rings the bell. You close, but you didn't ring it. No cigar. Hmm. Um, number uh, number six. White elephant. Yeah. Yeah, and the final sure. elephant. 
it, it, it's something that's out of the ordinary, unusual. Yeah, probably an, an albino, but the origins I would not know. Um, the the kings of Siam used to give gifts out to people who could not afford them. The white elephant was a very expensive albino um, elephant, and it was very hard to Yay, take care I of got it right. and maintain, <laughs> and not everybody could afford a white elephant. And so yeah. it became the king would give the people gifts that they were worthless. Yeah, huh? very, very grandiose, but worthless or hard to maintain, yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, I think we've heard this one all before. <laughs> um, my stepdaughter loves to do it. Riding shotgun. Yeah. Front seat of the car. Uh, I think it's like the stagecoach days, isn't it? Yep. Days of the Wild West. Guy rode shotgun. He'd ride to the right of the driver with a rifle or shotgun. To shoot any critters or bandits or Indians that would slow them down on their stagecoach. Try to rob them or attack them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah well, uh, the driver can concentrate on driving, and the other guy concentrates on protecting the people number, or cargo. Yeah. Number four, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, I don't. I think it's a British thing, but I don't know what it means exactly. Um, it's a term to use. You've reached your goal. You've achieved your. You've achieved your goal. It's a piece of cake. Um, well, it doesn't say. I, I didn't get it. Uh, my uh, phone started ringing. <laughs> isn't that what you say when you're going to give up or something? Somebody's wrestling and uncle, that... uncle, uncle. Yeah. Okay. Say uncle, uncle Bob, uncle Bob. Bob uncle. <laughs> Say Bob's your uncle. Um, yeah, uh, could be. Um, uh, let's see. So I guess it goes hand in hand with close but no cigar. When you do it, it's Bob's your uncle. Here's your cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Another idiom number three. Snake oil salesman. Yeah, it's that one from the old west. Sell yeah. uh, uh, shady uh, elixirs, was very alcoholic or narcotic. to claim to fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a a a a shady, fraudulent peddler trying to do a get rich, rich quick scheme. Friend Flintstone <laughs> for a quack remedy. He didn't do that, but he was always trying to get rich quick. They used to sell as medicine. Ketchup was a medicine. Or really? Yeah. As was, you know, chocolate milk. Huh. And well, chocolate milk, ketchup for your fries. Yeah. <laughs> I'll feel a lot better then. And if it rode shotgun, it'd be good good and shaken up to get a shake. <laughs> milk shake. <laughs> and they would, they would have like a snake oil show where they'd have somebody like a comedian or some kind of a juggling act or somebody entertain you know to get everybody excited for the show or for the the quack doctor to come out 
allegedly heal people. Okay, this number two. Uh-oh. Doesn't really have to do with number two like my other ones. Uh, Let's see. Um, number two is read them the Miranda Act. Oh. Oh, the Riot Act. Whatever. Oh, the Riot Act? Yeah. Good that one. Date, that dates all the way back to 1715. Oh, really? Wow. And um, get. <laughs> when they said disperse or get the hell out of here and <laughs> go ah. go back to your houses go back to your shops get out of here you would have 60 minutes to comply or be executed executed wow 60 minutes <laughs> not 60 seconds <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole hour yeah. if an hour's not enough I guess he des- deserved to get hung or guillotined <laughs> or something <laughs> By order of the king, whatever. And well, number one. Steal my thunder. <laughs> Steal my thunder. Well, I know what it's using. Like a preacher, somebody gets up and says his, you know, key point or something. But I don't know where it came from. Um, when someone tries to take credit for something you know and they tell everybody before you get to that dates all the way back to the early 18th century in 1709 there's a playwright that wrote a play and he would shake a piece of metal to make it sound like thunder and his play got cancelled and he went to go see a production of Macbeth. During the play, he heard someone using his contraption. And he jumped up and he said, you've stolen my thunder. <laughs> okay. I so, guess now right. oh. well, that's the end of that one. But. I'm a All right. He stole my thunder. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> oh, sheesh. Well, you know, um, I suppose that means it's time for our anchor topic, and I am totally unprepared. I haven't got a clue. Oh. Let's see if I can find my uh, note. I'm pretty sure it's our uh, vest. Yeah, it's a uh, vest uh, getting getting help, uh, initial support as a blind person. So, what might you recommend for somebody? Go see this whatever concert you, you sent me email about. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you can be on the email list for MCAB, and and Terry will send you stuff about concerts. He'll send you stuff about baseball tickets, plays, and a variety of other things blind people can go and do and socialize. Yeah, I go gotta to do, uni and... All I got to do is join the email list. 
and that's on our webpage, right? Yeah, you go to mcabil.org, and there's a form to sign up for the uh, email newsletter. And once, once things get posted on the website, then you just get it in your email. Yep. I get so, them in mine, I know. But that's one way how somebody uh, can get some initial support is simply being part of an email. And you don't even have to be a member of MCAB. You could live anywhere in the world and get an update. What, uh, whether you want to, you can actually be there to attend or not. Uh, you know, meeting updates, like there's a meeting coming up, I guess, this week. Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to another one tomorrow down at Impact in the morning time. Oh. I was invited by one of our MCAB, MCAB members to go check it out. So I thought, why not go see what they talk about there and mm-hmm. invite them to ours if they want to come. I know they've been invited before, but maybe the more invitations they get, they'll show up eventually. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes people will cross over and join more than one group. And sometimes people like one group better than the other group. Or sadly, people in one group rather than people in another group. Uh, but hey, people are people. Not everybody always gets along. So there's always a group out there though, for support. Yeah. There's even blind bowlers you can get involved with if you're into bowling. I guess they still have that. I think so, yeah. Or are they doing any bowling anymore or not? I do not know. <laughs> yep, I don't know. But they used to be pretty active because uh, our mom used to be involved with it. Right. They'd have a pretty good time. Anyway, I don't really have a lot uh, to talk about. It is our 100th episode. We could probably maybe squeak in some more. Uh, there's any more phone calls coming in? or Congratulations on your 100th episode. Six. Hello, I was calling to congratulate you on your 100th episode. Woohoo! Congratulations! Six seconds. Terry, you got an email? What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you read the email? Because I, I think I have one, but I can't find it right now. Okay. <laughs> this one says uh, that I got. Um, I'm an Irish man and I worked on the, on the railroad and I drove trains for a living and, um, I always loved doing my job. I, uh, ever since I was a child, I loved to make the train go as fast as possible. And one day I was a little too reckless and uh, a person got killed. And so I went on trial. They found me guilty and sent me to die in the electric chair. And so then I, for my last meal, I told them that I'd like to have a banana. So they gave me a banana. I ate it. They threw the switch. Sparks flew. Smoke filled the room. But... I was still alive. And 
due to the law, if you survive your execution, you get to go free. So they let me free. Then I got my job back and started driving trains, got reckless, went speeding down the tracks and had an accident and that killed two people. And so again, I went to court, they sentenced me to death. And so then for my last meal, I told them I wanted two bananas. And so I ate my bananas, they threw the switch, sparks flew, smoke filled the room, but I was still alive. And they're like, oh my gosh, so they set me free. So again, I got my job back on the railroad and I was driving reckless and I killed three people. And once again, they sentenced me to death and I asked for three bananas and the executioner said, oh no, 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 um, no, no more bananas. We're going to execute you right now. Now, um, even though it was against protocol, they strapped me in the chair. They threw the switch, smoke filled the room, but I was still alive. And then the executor said, well, how can that be? We, and I looked at him and I said, it's not the bananas. I'm just a bad conductor. (laughs) (laughs) Bad, bad conductor. (laughs) And I got that from Danny. So, (laughs) interesting email. (laughs) Anyway, it's time to move over to our final thought. And I got a few. Who yeah, wants to go I first? got a couple. Um, the weather went from 90 to 55, like it seen a state trooper. That's <laughs> <laughs> a cop up there. <laughs> the, the weather police. Ah. <laughs> oh, well. I don't mind getting older, but my body is sure taking it badly. <laughs> um, since it's like our 100th episode birthday, um, I got some like that. But um, you know what the grouchy guy got for his birthday? Crab cakes. <laughs> Crab your patties. <laughs> you know, it takes a special kind of person to wake up early and still be late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we have some of those kids in our house. <laughs> Why are elevator jokes so classic and good? They work on many levels. (laughs) (laughs) You know when birthday cake causes heartburn? When you forget to blow out the candles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The candle's still hot. (laughs) Here's an old one for us. Old age comes at a bad time. By the time you know everything, you start to forget it all. (laughs) 
my niece, Mr. <laughs> Cosmetology Class. That's right. She was forced to make up the makeup test. <laughs> uh, there is an anniversary one. Where did Mr. and Mrs. Snowman go on their last honeymoon vacation? To the desert. Yeah. <laughs> of course. They turn into Mr. and Mrs. Steam. <laughs> uh. My friend's dog died. So her boyfriend brought her, bought her another dog exactly the same. And then she says, what am I going to do now with two dead dogs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly like it. Yeah. <laughs> Got a red dad one. Well, you know why bees have sticky hair? Because they use honeycomb. (laughs) What do you say to a toilet on its birthday? Happy bidet. Bidet. (laughs) Good day, bidet. What did the criminal say to the priest before he was uh, electrocuted? Give me a banana. Will you, will you hold my hand? <laughs> hold my hand. Give me a banana. Give me a banana. banana. Hold my hand. <laughs> he had banana fingers. <laughs> hey, the Lego store just reopened. People are lined up for blocks. <laughs> there you go. Um, no thanks. I'm a vegetarian. It's a funny thing to say just before somebody hands you a baby. A baby? Yeah. Because <laughs> no, you have to nurse it? <laughs> vegetarian. <laughs> I might eat the baby. Oh, we got it. Um, well, somebody somebody bought me a grater for my birthday. It was the most violent book I've ever read. A what? A grater? Cheese grater. Oh, cheese it's, grater. It's the yeah. most violent, bloody book I've ever read. Oh, yeah, but Braille, huh? Yeah. <laughs> read it in Braille. So violent. Well... What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. <laughs> yeah, bad. I've done this one before, but uh, let's see. I don't see why I have to go to anger management when other people can't manage their own stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have any more. I got a couple. <laughs> well, here's one for the kids out there. What do you find between Godzilla's toes? The slowest runners. Useful to have it, but you don't need to show it off. 
<laughs> Got the whale tail going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which state has the most streets? Rhode Island. Yeah, bad, bad. Full of roads. <laughs> Life is short, so smile while you still have people. <laughs> I was thinking smile and make everybody else worry what you're thinking about. <laughs> I'm planning on changing careers. I'd like to start working as a cement truck driver. I've refused, received a few job leads, but nothing concrete yet. <laughs> cement truck driver, concrete. Well, my dogs want to participate. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny one. I had my favorite one here that yeah, I've done before. I know it was hilarious, but I changed my password on my computer to incorrect. So my computer will tell me your password is incorrect. Yeah, we all need to have that one. Yeah. Right. I know. I'm thinking about doing it, but I don't know how to spell it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what kind of crime the coffee reported to the police? (laughs) A mugging. (laughs) Uh, I don't have any more. Oh, I I could go on. (laughs) You got those like I got news stories. (laughs) But I'm going to stop, too. Well, that's way too many anyway. Too much uh, dumb dad jokes and final thoughts which means it's time to bring another episode to an end come on dog you say 100th episode come on (laughs) hey here's something funny i was i was did a drop in on my amazon device to my bedroom because my wife is in there getting dressed Uh oh and uh the dog started barking but then they could hear themselves through the speaker barking, and they kept barking at themselves. It was so funny. So they went and they better. What's going on here? Anyhow, this is where you call it, uh, quit, call it quits, and wrap everything up and say, "Hey, thanks for listening. This is your host Keith saying signing off. See you next week. Tell a friend about us uh, for uh, join in for our next hundred episodes, where it will be so funny because you will send us your emails of your own funny life stories, family." funny moments and stuff like that there <laughs> ask us a question about blind guy stuff We're yeah. catching up to something. Uh, and we, we could start a Patreon page so haven't done it yet we could, have, we could post some bonus content you know if we if we get a Patreon page and we get to a hundred people we can do a video huh yeah <laughs> some bonus video content of Jill Ceiling yeah, <laughs> and a shot of me and maybe Terry. Who knows? I just I just listened to a podcast of some sort where they all just had one patron. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, oh, I, know. I, I don't know what one. that is. Yeah, the one that Keith knows that guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. yeah. I don't know if I should say the name or not. So I just. He has a, a Patreon with one follower. So, hey, help him out too because uh, you know, people in podcasts uh, they, they don't get a lot of support, a lot of feedback. So, it's always helpful. You know, even if you do the free stuff, like leave us a comment, send us an email, it's always appreciated. So, 
that's all we got. And we'll see you next week for the 101. Yeah. It'll be the same upside down and right side up.